Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the United States of America. The phone number, should you wish to be on the program, 877-973-7425. As always, text ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Should you wish to get the show notes or the live stream or the podcast or follow me around social media, I I saw a disturbing statistic. Not even it's a fact. It's not a statistic. The state of Tennessee and the state of Georgia are both considering uh, school choice options. I live in Georgia. It is it is a near and dear issue to my heart. There are thirteen Republicans in the state house who are obstructing it in Texas. It has failed in the house there because of Republicans. The governor of the state of Texas is actually running primary challenges against every single one of the members of the Texas House of Representatives who opposed it. Hint, 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 here in Georgia. Um, They're hoping they can persuade enough here in Georgia. Tennessee, the governor is pushing the issue hard. He may have the votes. There is new data that shows you why Republicans would be wise to advance school choice. This is from the state of Illinois. Not a single student can do math at grade level in 53 Illinois schools. There's not a single student in 53 different schools in Illinois who are capable of doing math at grade level. They're not all Chicago, by the way. They're not all Chicago. It's spread out around the state. You got them in Peoria. You got them uh, in Chicago, of course. South Fork. Cairo. I, I don't see any. I've got uh, my WMAY, one of my affiliates up there in, in Springfield. I don't see any in the Springfield area. But it really is remarkable. In one school, Douglas Academy High School in the city of Chicago, they spend $56,311 per student, only have 44 students, and have no one passing math at grade level. That's absurd. Another one, the uh, YCCS Association House, City of Chicago, uh, School District 299, Spend $52,355 per student. There are 84 students. Zero. Zero passing. It's just, it's, it's remarkable. It's remarkable that they're not a single student. Not a single student. In Truen Primary School, Peoria, $15,936 spent per student, 386 students, not a single one passing math at grade level. The most number of students I can find in, in, in any of these schools listed, there is one. It's Hope Academy in Decatur, Illinois. They spend $16,723 per student. There are 566 students, zero, who are math proficient at grade level. This is our future. 
I bet you they know about white supremacy. I bet you they know about the gender unicorn. I bet you they know all the woke stuff kids are expected to be indoctrinated with these days, how boys can become girls and biology is now pseudoscience and pseudoscience is now biology. I I bet they know all that stuff. I bet they've they know their great black history moments and their great moments in queer theory and history. I bet they celebrate National Coming Out Day in the fall. But they can't do math. You know, in, in situations like this, all the, there usually is a corresponding lack of literacy as well. Fifty-three Illinois schools. You know, in the grand scheme of things, there are vastly more. There are thousands of schools in Illinois. This is only 53, but still. But still, that's that's not good. A vast, a large number of them in Chicago. This is our future. This is why we need school choice. You know, I, I get calls all the time from people say, well, if we get school choice, we're going to kill the local public school. So are you admitting the local public school is so bad parents would flee? Is, is that what you're admitting? So you'd rather keep everyone in the public school? I mean, when your default is that they're going to hurt our public school. Doesn't that acknowledge then that parents want a way out and if they had one, they would take it? That's how bad your public school is, that your immediate presumption is that your local public school that you claim to love would be hurt? Why? If your local public school is good, it won't be hurt. But there are a lot of failing public schools, and not every parent will have a way out. That's the other thing that the the anti-school choice people say is, well, not everyone will have the opportunity. So what you're saying is... We should have let every single person drown on the Titanic because not everyone had a way off. And since not everyone had a way off, they all should have died. That, that's what your argument is because not every kid will have a path out of the school. We should not let those who do get out of the school. Not every person on the Titanic had access to a lifeboat. Therefore, we should have made all the women and children die with the men. There's a level of selfishness in the arguments against school choice. My local school will suffer. Not if it doesn't suck, it won't. And if you reduce the population of the kids in the school, you reduce the number of kids in the school, you reduce the number of kids on a daily basis the teacher has to work with, their education might improve. That's what happened in Florida, by the way. The numbers of kids as Florida's school choice program grew, the numbers of kids per classroom in the public schools reduced and their grades went up. The teachers didn't have to work with 20, 30 kids in a school. They were working with 10, 15 kids in some schools because of the school choice options. Because those schools were failing schools, a lot of parents took their kids out. It reduced the number in that particular public school and the teachers had fewer students in their class and all their grades improved. Fifty-three Illinois schools, not a single student can do math at grade level. They're not going to get school choice in Illinois. You know, the the Democrats in Illinois have actually flirted with school choice. The teachers unions, they're so powerful, they bullied them into not doing it. But that's how bad it was that the Democrats in Illinois were privately considering school choice options. It's not a good situation. And and some of these, these schools... 
Williams Medical Prep High School, 61 students, none of them at grade proficiency. Chicago Excellence Academy, zero. The Manly Career Academy High School, zero. The Hope Academy, Hope went there to die, I guess. Zero students at proficiency, according to this. This is appalling. But they know the pronouns, I'm sure. Republicans, this is the civil rights issue of our era. Gallup shows that black and Hispanic voters are moving towards the GOP. One of the issues is education. Economy and education are the two biggest issues for non-white voters moving to the GOP. And you've got 13 rural white Republican men in Georgia in the state house who are refusing to advance school choice because they're scared of their local school superintendent in their public school who says this would kill their public school, even though there's probably not a private school anywhere nearby. The local schools are the biggest drivers of the economy in some of these communities, and they don't want to cross the school superintendent. They should. Republican voters overwhelmingly support school choice. The governor of the state of Georgia, the polling firm that actually called the race pretty accurately and successfully for him and polled the race, has been polling voters at least in the state of Georgia, where was this email I got sent earlier today? Here we go. Yeah. School choice issue. School choice is a winning issue in six battleground state house districts. There's strong support for universal school choice across Georgia's most competitive state house districts. Signal conducted six polls of likely general election voters in the key November battleground districts. House District 48, Scott Hilton. House District 53, Deborah Silcock. House District 81, Laura Daniel. House District 99, Matt Reeves. House District 151, Mike Chokas. House District 154, Gerald Green. Each poll had 300 respondents with plus or minus 5% margin of error and across them 66% support establishing universal school choice. Swing voters and independents support universal school choice. 62% of swing voters. Independents, 63% support. Notably, Brian Kemp has a 36 uh, net 36 approval rating. Up 46 points on generic Democrat. Trump and Biden are both underwater in these six districts. Now, here's the point. In these districts, all those Republicans support school choice. It's the Republicans in South Georgia who don't. The Republicans who could cost the Republicans the control of the Georgia legislature are the ones who are opposed to it. I mean, you've got these rural Republicans refusing to support school choice in the metro Atlanta area. It's a huge issue. And by the way, the same holds true in Tennessee and Texas. The suburban areas of these states, Tennessee, Georgia, Texas, those people support school choice. Rural legislators, where the biggest driver of the economy is the local public school system, they're the ones opposed to it. They're the ones least likely to lose their job, and yet they're holding everyone else hostage, and they're holding the kids hostage, too. The civil rights issue of our day, good for Bill Lee in Tennessee. He's leading on this issue. Decided to pick a fight with Republicans on this issue in Tennessee, and and he's winning the fight. 
Brian Kemp in Georgia notably advanced school choice in his state of the state address this year. First time that's ever happened in the state of Georgia. A governor taking on school choice in the state of the state address. There are only 13 Republicans in the state house who are obstructing it. And we don't even need all of them. In Texas, Greg Abbott is running primary challenges against every Republican who opposed it. And by the way, his candidates are outpolling those who opposed it. The teachers unions in Texas are flooding national money in to prop up a bunch of Republicans who are willing to kill school choice. It is the civil rights issue of our day. In Illinois, 53 public schools, not a single kid is proficient in math, and those kids will go into the workforce and they will live on the social safety net because they won't be able to support themselves because if they have bad math skills, you know they have bad reading skills too. Our public schools are failing them. Public schools are failing them. You want to improve our economy. You want to improve our future. You want to improve our workforce. You give these kids school choice. The parents who can will take their kids out of the failing schools, put them in the schools where they're thriving. They'll get a good education, and they won't be a drain on the social services moving forward. And here's the thing. You also have to think long-term. Our population in this country is declining because of our birth rate. Our birth rate has slipped below net neutral reproduction, meaning that every year more Americans will begin to die than will be born. So the more people who aren't in the workforce is a greater social strain, not just on them, but also on retirees. You produce more brilliant minds who can go into the workforce and work. Not only are you saving your future, you're saving those kids. And it is appalling that there are so many Republicans who are more scared of the school superintendents in the failing schools than they are scared of the parents and the kids whose futures they could brightly improve. It's time Republicans to pass universal school choice in Texas, in Tennessee, in Georgia, and every other state with Republican control. The time to do it is now. It's not just the right thing to do. It makes long-term economic sense. You can follow Eric around on social media at EW Erickson on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And check him out at EWErickson.com. You can be live on Eric's show by calling 877-97-ERIC. That's 877-973-7425. Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here, 877-973-7425. Let's go to Kim holding patiently on the phone. Welcome, Kim. How are you? Hi, Eric. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I come from a family of educators, so I've been thinking about this a lot. I think one of the big uh, areas of resistance for private school choice in Georgia is that the state teachers get a great retirement. And if they would open that up to private school teachers to buy into, there would be less resistance because if the jobs shift to private, they'll still be able to have a great retirement. That's interesting. I, I don't know what the technical capacity to be able to do something like that would be in the, in the state. Um, given the contract clause in the state constitution, it might be hard to do, but something that probably should be explored. Yeah, they'd have to make some changes and uh, you know, maybe even the medical benefits. And of course, they'd have to pay into the system to get their retirement, right. like the regular teachers do now. 
Yeah, and the teacher certainly wouldn't have to worry about this. That's an interesting idea, Kim. Th- thanks for that. I, yeah, I don't know what the legal logistics would be. The, so the the state of Georgia has a, a very strict contract clause in it, um, and this could run afoul of that in, in mixing private and public funds and pension plans could also probably run afoul of, of contract situation. But maybe there's a way to do that um, and, and get more buy-in. It, it's it's an interesting thing to explore. All right, we got more to talk about when we come back, obviously. Um, well, I actually need to spend some time with China because there's an interesting thing developing in the Red Sea. Among the terrorist attacks in the Red Sea, you know whose ships are getting attacked? They fly a Chinese flag. Yes, that's right. The Houthi terrorists don't want to take on, don't want to take on China, just the West. We'll get to that when we come back. Right now, I want you to go to ericforhillsdale.com. Uh, you should go to, in fact, you know what? I hadn't done it in a while. Let me go E-R-I-C-K for Hillsdale.com. H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E. Ericforhillsdale.com. You can get your free pocket-sized constitution with Declaration of Independence. You fill out the form. At the bottom of the site, you hear the Constitution Minute. The Constitution Minutes are bits of audio played during commercial break on this program, uh, and they educate you. So let's see. The latest one out there is is, uh, we've got the Constitution, the importance of proper civics education, the connection between the Constitution and natural rights, the separation of church and state understood constitutionally, the limits on government. Uh, These are such great educational tools. You can then find out even more about taking Constitution classes at Hillsdale College. You can see the Constitution Minutes with friends. They really have become one of the chief stewards of constitutionalism in the United States. Larry Arn is committed to it. You should be, too. They'll even give you this free pocket-sized copy of the Constitution Declaration of Independence. It's very easy. You go to ericforhillsdale.com, E-R-I-C-K, ericforhillsdale.com. Fill out the form, get your pocket Constitution, and hear the Constitution Minutes and share them with friends. Uh, I've got a number of Florida affiliates uh, down in South Florida, in Orlando, in Jacksonville. Um, what is the deal with Florida Man? Because Florida Man has now been arrested walking naked. And it was naked, not, not naked, because there was drinking involved. So it was naked. He was walking through uh, the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. Martin Evtimov, 36, there was undoubtedly drinking involved. Walked through the restricted access door and was tackled by sheriff's deputies and TSA agents. Um, And then, of course, charged also with resisting arrest. Dude was clearly having a bad day. Um Undergoing mental health. What 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 is this with it, 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 what, what, y'all in Florida, man? I I don't I don't I, now I am as a native of Louisiana. I, I'm used to some Cajun doing something crazy, but y'all got every state topped with Florida, man. I mean, just God bless you for keeping the rest of us entertained with your crazy. But it is a whole different level of crazy down in Florida. It really is, and y'all know it. Y'all absolutely know it. All right, now. I'm going to go to the phones here, um, and I may mispronounce your name. Uh, is it Shaheen? Yes. Welcome. Shaheen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Eric, for taking my call. Uh, I was going to comment on the – you mentioned something about this 
uh, Chinese ship is not getting attacked by Houthis? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, basically, uh, Putin is running Iran country. They, he's telling them what to do, and China too. Uh, and them, them, them two are behind Iran uh, sending missiles to uh, Palestine and you know all the other sides. Right. So uh, is is uh, Russia and China behind the uh, all this uh, you know nonsense going Look, on? So I, 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 I'm glad you raised the issue because it, it's a it's a great segue into achieve. Thank you very much for that. Um, so Chinese owned merchant ships are paying thirty five percent less in insurance than every other uh, global shipper through the Red Sea because the Houthi are not attacking Chinese flagged ships. They started going after Israeli-linked vessels, and then they expanded to U.S. and U.K. vessels, and then they've expanded to pretty much any country other than China. Now, Russia is not sending a lot of ships to the Red Sea. I suspect if they did, they wouldn't, but You'll need to understand the, the process of what's going on here because it's not getting covered well in Western media. The Iranians are selling oil to China. China is paying for that oil, sending the money to Iran. Iran is then using that money to build weapons for Russia in Ukraine and the Houthi Hamas and Hezbollah, a lot of them drones. Uh, Iranian drones are being used in Ukraine. Iranian drones are being used by the Houthis. So Iran sends its oil to China. China sends back cash. Iran uses that cash to buy components from China and North Korea and elsewhere to make drones for the Russians and the Houthi. And so the Houthi are then not targeting Chinese vessels. It is this uh, a, a triad uh, between Russia, China, and Iran funding global terrorism against Western powers, and every foreign agent, diplomat, um, a, a military official in the West knows this is happening. The Biden administration is not really doing anything about it. In fact, the Biden administration is allowing Iran to sell the oil and get the money to fund terrorism because the Biden administration is really worried about Iran uh, shutting down its oil flow, raising the price of oil, thereby affecting the U.S. economy, thereby affecting Joe Biden's reelection. To understand a lot of what Joe Biden is not doing with Iran and to understand what Joe Biden is allowing Iran to do, you have to understand Joe Biden's fear of losing reelection. Joe Biden can't afford for oil prices to go up more than they have. He can't afford for Iran to not ship its oil. That's one reason, by the way, that uh, likewise the United States is allowing Venezuela to begin selling oil. The price of Brent oil is at $79 a barrel. The price of West Texas crude right now is at $73 dollars and 77 cents both are up by the way but not actually up significantly and less than 80 dollars a barrel and that's 
good for the economy. It would be very bad for Joe Biden if something happened. The Chinese economy is struggling and they need the oil. So relatedly, there's a story that uh, for the first time ever, well, I shouldn't say it's the first time ever, but for the first time in a very, very long time, the United States is importing more from Mexico than we are from China. Now, when a lot of people hear about trade deficits, they know deficits are bad. And so when they hear that we have a trade deficit with, for example, China, they presume that our trade deficit with China, that that's something bad. It's actually not something bad. But here, this is uh, for the first time in two decades, the U.S. is buying more. Um, In the depths of the pandemic, as global supply chains buckled and the cost of shipping a container to China soared nearly 20-fold, Marcus Villarreal spied an opportunity. In 2021, Mr. Villarreal resigned as Caterpillar's director general in Mexico and began nurturing ties with companies looking to shift manufacturing from China to Mexico. He found a client in Haisun, a Chinese producer of all-terrain vehicles, which hired Mr. Villarreal to establish a $152 million manufacturing site in uh, Sotillo, an industrial hub in northern Mexico. Mr. Villarreal said foreign companies, particularly those seeking to sell within North America, saw Mexico as a viable alternative to China for several reasons, including the simmering trade tensions between the two countries. New data released on Wednesday showed that Mexico outpaced China to become America's top source of official imports for the first time in 20 years. The trade deficit with China narrowed last year with goods imported from the country dropping 20% to $427.2 billion. Now, again, back to the trade deficit. The trade deficit is not really a bad thing. What it means is we buy more from China than China buys from us. Why do we buy more from China than China buys from us? Well, number one, our goods are more expensive to manufacture here. China can make them cheaper. China also has its trade surplus come because of markets in China. So China produces a ton of goods. And China has a billion people. And China produces so much more in excess of a billion goods per person that they got to sell it on the open market around the world. And that's where our trade deficit comes from because China produces a lot of stuff. It doesn't sell it all locally, so it sells it abroad. It sells it at a low price. We buy it here, and it helps American consumers because you can get something for a more reasonable price than if it was made in in Dubuque or Des Moines or uh, Youngstown or Dayton, wherever you will live. China doesn't have the unionization laws. It doesn't have the same wage labor laws, things like that, so it is cheaper. And that's actually a good thing for you and me, by and large. There are some negative ramifications, but a lot of it's good. Donald Trump brags about putting tariffs on China. Tariffs are paid for by American consumers. It costs more. When there's a tariff, what happens is the Chinese build the tariff tariff into the price of the good. The American company that imports the good is the one that actually pays the tariff, not the Chinese, and then they raise the price. So your price goes up. Tariffs are actually terrible trade policy. And the fact that people have embraced tariffs as part of trade policy shows you just how broken the mind of the American consumer is that they would support tariffs because what the tariffs do is it drives up the price of a good for an American to buy the good. And what it does is it deters people from buying stuff from China technically, but there are many things we buy from China that aren't even manufactured elsewhere. So if you don't get them from China, you don't get them. 
Should we change? Yes, there are moves, as I just mentioned, moving resource allocation and production to Mexico, moving resource allocation and production to Vietnam, to Taiwan, to India, to other countries, to get it outside of China. That's a good thing. We should be doing that. But there are also massive, massive problems because the Chinese economy is in depression, not recession. Do you know why depressions are bad? It sounds good when the prices of goods fall. I mean, that's kind of what you want here. You want the price of goods to go down. But actually what you want, what you want, and you, you, you don't necessarily articulate it this way, but what you mean is that you want to be able your income to go up so much that it makes it seem like the price of a good has gone down. You have more money than the good is worth, so you can buy more of it. It's actually bad when the price of the good goes down. That's a depression. When prices collapse across the board, that's a depression. Why is it bad? Because your wage is now up here, and all the prices are down here, and so your money must go, your wage must collapse because you're not going to buy as much goods, even though the price of it is now a dollar instead of five dollars. You're not going to buy twenty piles of toilet paper when you just need the one. You're only going to buy the one, and now it's it's half the price it was. So the people who are manufacturing toilet paper, their wages collapse. They've got to go down. And so what happens? Well, you've still got your mortgage. You've still got your credit card payment. You've still got all these other things. Those don't go down. So your income goes down because prices collapse, but your debts don't. That's a depression, and that's what China's going through. And it's horrific. What you want is what's actually happening in this country is we've had massive inflation and wage growth didn't keep up. Well, now wages are growing faster than inflation. So your wage is coming up. There's still inflation. Prices are still going up, but they're going up more slowly than your wages are going up now. And at some point, they cross, and your wage now gets uh, more bang for the buck without prices having collapsed. That's good. The collapse that's going on in China is bad. It's destabilizing. It can provoke war because the Chinese need to do something to keep people focused other than on their own government's failures. It's not a good sign, the economic instability in China. They're now not allowing people to sell certain stocks on their stock market. Once you've bought it, you're not allowed to sell it. You're not allowed to talk bad about the Chinese economy in China if you're an economist anymore. You're not allowed to give warnings economically. The head of their equivalent of the SEC, their, their Securities and Exchange Commission, they've tossed that guy. Xi Jinping is bringing in a hand-picked man. There's going to be more cover-up. The economy is going to destabilize further in China. It's good for us if we can contain it and deal with it, but we've got a dementia-addled old man in the White House, and I don't know that he's up for it, but the Chinese situation continues to destabilize, and it is notable that for the first time in 20 years, we are importing more in this country from Mexico than China. As the world realigns, and you should note, like I did yesterday, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, and others are investing more in India right now than China. Xi Jinping might have overplayed his hand. I have long believed that China was actually a country in decline, not on the rise. Our Western economic and thought leaders have believed it was on the rise and we were going to get left behind, and the data shows overwhelmingly the United States still reigns supreme economically, and the Chinese aren't just not catching up anymore. The Chinese are falling behind pretty rapidly. Now, you know, a lot of technology is imported from China. If it was made domestically in this country, it would be much more expensive to use. But you can go through a domestic company like Vision Computers and source a great computer. Instead of going to the one-size-fits-all big-box store, 
and buying a computer that's ready-made, you can go to Vision and customize, get exactly what you want. They'll source the parts to be competitive. They'll put it together for you exactly what you want, and then they'll be your in-house IT department. So they will service your computer if you have a problem. A lot of times they can just remote in. They can help you with email setup. They can help you with printer. They can help answer your random questions. Can my computer do this thing? Call Vision faster than Google search. They give you the number. You get a secret number. You get to call to get those answers. It's visioncomputers.com, visioncomputers.com, or 404-COMPUTE. Any one of you in the nation hearing my voice right now on the radio or your business can work with Vision Computers. They'll save you money. If you buy computers from Vision for your company, they'll be your in-house service department. Everybody can call Vision, get their answers taken care of. It really is a great solution for a small business. You can't afford an in-house IT guy's salary. You can afford Vision. They'll save you money, and they'll work with you long-term. VisionComputers.com or 404-COMPUTE. If you call 404-COMPUTE and tell Vision, I told you to call, They'll give you a deal you don't even see at visioncomputers.com. They'll give you even more savings. Visioncomputers.com, or better yet, 404-COMPUTE. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show, the perfect blend of news, analysis, opinion, and cooking. Hang on. Is that right? Yeah, cooking. Want Eric's weekly recipes? They're super delicious. Text recipe to 33777 now. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the United States. To the phones we go. Landon, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Landon. How are you? I'm good, Eric. How are you? Good. Um, I, I just had a question that you, uh, when you were talking about Iran um, and, you know, China supplying their uh, drone parts. Um, are we able to sanction those companies, or is that just something that isn't isn't in our hands? Uh, so we can and can't. It, it, it's somewhat technical. So if it's an American company making parts, the U.S. government can't sanction them, uh, but they're not allowed to do business with, say, Iran or, or China in certain circumstances. We can punish them if they do. If we impose sanctions abroad, uh, we're imposing sanctions per se, particularly on the country. However, because the corporation is incorporated in the country, the sanctions apply to that company as a part of that country. Um, and so we can restrict access. So, for example, um, we impose sanctions on China's development of certain uh, computer technologies, and we block use and and direct access to companies in China. Huawei is a good example of this. Uh, the U.S. has worked with other countries to block um, equipment purchases by Huawei, but it's because of the uh, economic sanctions and things that we have different aspects of the Chinese regime. Um, they they kind of overlap. It, it's corporate entities are considered, for lack of a better term, citizens of countries. And so if you go after the country, it's also after their citizens. And so it applies to the companies there as well. And American companies can't do business. So, for example, uh, American companies right now can't do business in Russia or in Iran. Uh, American company corporate interests are not allowed. So there are, for example, Papa John's and McDonald's in Russia that used to have affiliations with the United States. But since we no longer do, we've imposed sanctions there. Those companies can still operate, but they are separate entities and they're bound by their prior licensing agreements, but yet the licensees don't get to work with each other anymore. It's one of those fun areas 
of international law that drives people absolutely insane. Um, Huawei is the biggest example there, uh, though. Huawei is a Chinese company that uh, is purportedly uses this technology to spy on behalf of the communist Chinese regime. And around the world, the U.S., Britain, France, and Australia have been pushing other countries to stop using uh, Huawei technology. And they've been pretty successful on that, thankfully. Now, I want you to use Omaha Steaks because they're delicious. OmahaSteaks.com slash Eric. That's where you want to go. Uh, you go to OmahaSteaks.com slash Eric, and you will see an incredible deal. You get four free boneless chicken breasts, four free boneless pork chops with this deal. You already get four pork chops in the deal, plus fillets, a steak burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, caramel apple tartlets. So you get eight total pork chops, four of them for free, plus you get the chicken breast, and you get the incredible quality and customer service and satisfaction guarantee from Omaha Steaks. The website is omahasteaks.com slash Eric. I finally get my own URL, omahasteaks.com slash Eric. You get this incredible deal. You get the the freebies, the chicken breast and the pork chops, and you're doing business with a company that's been around for over 100 years. The family fled from religious persecution in Latvia and in Eastern Europe. Um, they got on a boat, got to New York, got on a train, made it to where they thought it looked like their homeland. They jumped off in Omaha, Nebraska, and they've been there ever since. A great American success story. And they've been doing business for over 100 years. You can do business with them. OmahaSteaks.com slash Eric. Go check them out today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.